All right, y'all know what the time it is. Let them know with Joe, episode four. We got Adriana Quinn in the house. We're going to have some great chats with her, talking about her career path, how she's done amazing things in her life, and um, a lot more to talk about. But let me actually talk to you about one thing about my life, because I feel like not many people know much about me. So I want to tell you one thing about my love life, a story about my love life. Um, I don't know if anybody uses online dating or not, but I have used a few apps in the past. And I did go out on uh, one day with this uh, lovely young lady. We went and had a great night. Uh, you know, had a few drinks, had a, you know, good chats and all that. And um, at the very end, they brought the bill. And... Uh, she left right when they brought the bill to the restroom. And so I'm here. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe she just had to go at the, at the same time. I don't know. I don't want to judge her. But she left to the restroom and I paid for it. You know, it, was, it was a lot of money. She came back and sat down and said, are you ready to go? I was just like, wait, what? And so what I want to ask you, those that are listening today, do you think um, you know, I'm not sure um, if you date who you date or whatnot, but in my in my uh, I guess life, I always make sure I'm gonna pay for her no matter what. Like the first day, I'm gonna pay no matter what. But do you think that she should have at least offered to pay? I'm putting I'm gonna put a poll on my website. Go and check it out and vote and see which and let me know what you think. But uh, vote yes or no or you don't care. The other one's fine. But I think that she should at least offer to pay, even though I know I'm going to pay. Like, she probably assumes I'm going to pay anyways. That's cool. But at least offer. And so, I don't know. I want to throw that question out there for y'all. Think about it. Let me know what you think. Maybe I'll ask Adriana later what she thinks about that. But, uh, hey, let's get this show started. show and I like to talk loving the sound of my voice so grab a cup of joe and I'll let you know hope you enjoy the show well you know what time it is we got Adriana here what's up Adriana hey how are you doing yeah I'm well it's good to see you we haven't seen each other for a while because of this whole corona COVID-19 do you say Corona or do you say COVID-19? You know, I call it the Roni, mm, usually. The Roni. I think it sounds a little more Happy, friendly, get, friendly, you know, yeah. cute. Yeah. It's just the Roni. I guess you can say that. Um, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm First so time here. to be here. Come on. Won't be the last, probably. We'll see what happens. Um, we're going to chat about a few things, but before we do, let's have some coffee. Cool. I love coffee. If you can going to pour it for us, I want to explain what we're drinking today. Sounds great. So we're drinking um, a nice blend of, it's called Pike Place Roast. You can find this at any Starbucks you go to. Um, made in Seattle. It's smooth and balanced. This is a medium, for those that don't know. Smooth and balanced. Yeah. Um, look, I don't know what y'all's thoughts are on Starbucks coffee, but hey, they always come in handy because they're everywhere. So like... If you want coffee, you're normally going to drink Starbucks when you're traveling somewhere or if you're, I don't know, anywhere. I love Starbucks. I, I mean, don't mind it. 
I always get a bike. I always get a bike. Come on. Let's let's try it out and see what we think. Cheers. Cheers. Mmm. Yep, that's definitely Starbucks coffee. Definitely smooth. <laughs> definitely smooth. Not sure about balance. Um, <laughs> we normally do this a lot in the city because there's like a Starbucks at around every corner in, in San Francisco. So. Um, Which comes in clutch. Yes, definitely. I, I definitely will stop by and get a tall um, either Americano or Pike Place. What do you drink? I usually drink an iced coffee sweetened with half oh, and half. There we go. Let's write it down. Everybody write it down. <laughs> you know, not complicated at all. Coffee confessions. Let's go. Do you think you'll be engaged by the end of the quarantine? Mm. She is dating Christian, which we'll have on here someday soon. But um, <laughs> what do you think? You know, never say never. Mm. I don't know. I mean. Great song by Justin Bieber. I don't, I don't know if he's watching or not or hearing or not. But Christian, if you're watching right now, you know what to do. <laughs> I hope you're saving those stimulus checks. <laughs> <laughs> you think we'll get another one? I'm praying. I'm praying for yeah, it. Why not? Man. That'd be great to have another one. To be honest, six hundred dollars a week. I mean, why Wait, not? Six hundred dollars. I week? think that's the bill that they're trying to pass. So, oh, you never know. Never know. Um, what was your first kiss like? Mm. So, if you don't know me in person, you don't know that I'm like kind of short. I'm like five feet. Are flat. you actually five? Like, like straight up wow, five feet. Okay. And so my first kiss was actually on Valentine's Day. And it was with this guy that was like six feet tall. Wow. <laughs> so as awkward as it can get, like looking up and, you know, trying to was there, not was be it like, awkward. Was it like a peck or was it like an it was actual a peck. kiss? Okay. It, was, it was nice and sweet. <laughs> That's so good. I love first kisses. I love stories yeah? of first kisses. How was yours? Oh, um, yeah, mine was actually pretty fire. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I did it. I did it really well. You want to tell? You want, should I tell you? Tell me. Okay. Why not? Um, so we had just gone to go watch uh, Enchanted, the movie. It's like a, it's like animated, but also real people. Mm-hmm. I think I don't remember Disney something. Probably. So we did that. It was really cold outside. We we're in my blue suburban, with no. Uh, it was during like the fall winter. And I had no heater in my car, so it was really cold. But mm. I was carried blankets, so nice move. Yeah, you know, keeping her warm. Keeping her warm. I'm driving her home, like you know. And then in the background, we have John Mayer playing um, oh. "Daughters," and "Daughters" is one of my favorite songs. Such a good song. It's such a great John song. Mayer if you haven't period. seen it, shout out to John Mayer. I'll get you on my show soon. Yeah. Um, hit us up. Yeah, hit me up. Um, oh, by the way, hit, hit us up for any cups if you want to get a cup. Yeah, um, I think we could sponsor him. Let him know with Joe dot com. Um, <laughs> So we're driving back, we stop at our house in our parking lot, and then I um, I have my hat on like a hat like this. If you're not if you're not watching, it's a uh, what would you call these? A baseball cap, a cap, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And um, underneath, I wrote I wrote something underneath. I said, um, "Oh no, I, no, no, I didn't say that." Okay, so, so this is what happened. So I'm like, "Hey, have you ever seen what I wrote underneath my cap?" I told her that. She's like, "No, nah, what is it?" And she goes to look, and I go in and kiss her. Nice, and, then, and it and, and it worked. It worked, yeah, it worked. It was just a peck because it was like my first kiss, and I was like very nervous. I was like seventeen years old. 
Nice. Mom, dad, I don't know if you heard that story before, but I do apologize because I never told you about that. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Mexican families, but we don't ever talk about anything when it comes yeah, to like they're that like, kind of stuff. Don't date anybody yeah. until you're married, basically, exactly. is the rule that I got. So That was my rule, too. too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, sing the chorus of your favorite cheesy song or a song in general. Favorite chorus of cheesy songs. Well, I love Beyonce. Mm. And she has... The queen so many good songs Very. but also so many cheesy songs so you know all the single ladies is a good one so all the single ladies are you gonna sing it with me or no, I just want no? you to sing it. all the single ladies something like this yeah. right yeah. we're doing oh, yeah, a little dancing but she also has this one song called um love on top mm. Have you heard that one? I have. I have. That one's a good one. So do you do you want to sing that one? Yeah, together? what do we start with? Um, so it goes, honey, honey. No, but what's the, what's the chorus though? Uh, 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 baby, it's you. You're the one I want. Oh. You're the one I need. You're the only one I see. Come, Come on, on, baby, it's, it's you. Okay. Yep, that was um, good. I think we're uh, definitely worship leader. Worthy. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so, I will start an album soon. Last question I want to ask you. Give me some dating advice. Dating advice. Okay. For the single person or for you? For me for and maybe you. for those that are listening as well. They might be in my shoes. I just turned 30. Far Come on. Out. That's good. I just turned 30. It's a great age. What, when was my birthday? Last week. I just turned 30 last week. Why'd they, you look at me? Because <laughs> you came. Me. Didn't you come? Yeah. Oh, no, you didn't come. But I contributed. But you contributed. Yeah, yeah, you contributed to. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. To uh, celebrate my birthday. But your boyfriend did come. He did, yeah. And a few others. They came and did like a little parade outside the house for me for my birthday. Uh, definitely felt loved. So sweet. Somebody gave me four DiGiorno pizzas. Wow. That was fire. So that's what you've been. Somebody ordered Somebody ordered me a Starbucks coffee. Somebody ordered me a pizza. Somebody ordered me lunch for our chicken sandwiches. Um, it, was, it was just all around a great day. All love. I ate way too much. Yeah. But you need dating advice. I need advice. dating advice. Yes. Mm. Um, well, just in regards to me, because you know me yeah. pretty well. So what would your advice be for me in regards to dating right now? Yeah. At age 30 years old, single, <laughs> but definitely ready to mingle. Single and ready to mingle at 30 years old. Well, I've been there. Literally, mm -hmm. I'm 32, and I've been... You're 32 or 30 as well? I'm 32. Really? I'm 33 okay. and a two. And before I was here and in a relationship at 32, I was single for about four mm. years. So, been single for a while, but I think, like, my biggest advice would be stay in your lane. Like, literally, focus on you, your goals, whatever you want to accomplish, like grow into the person you want to be, know who you are. And I think like what that does when you're like focused on yourself and not focused on getting into a relationship really quick is it really allows you to understand like who you are and what you value and where you're going. Therefore, like when people come along the way, you could quickly be like, yeah, that's worth my time or actually they're not going the same way I'm going, you know? So just do you for a minute. Like once you'll, you're going to be in a relationship and hopefully like a marriage, it's going to mm. last forever. So we only get this one time to kind of be selfish and True. do whatever we want to do. And then I guess like a second one would be like when you do find somebody you like or you kind of are attracted to, 
don't say some don't say something like right away like just observe them for a minute like see who they are with friends who they are with like the opposite sex how do they act like how do they carry themselves what are they into are they just here for the meantime or are they here for the long run you know and i think like once you've been watching someone for a year or so you can actually be like um actually like yeah our lives are kind of headed the same direction or no i'm good you heard it here first y'all <laughs> stay in your lane it'll it'll come it'll happen yeah but should I should I also pursue? I don't know. You know what I mean? Because yeah, for me, I feel like we tell. I don't know. Maybe things have changed, but sometimes a lot of times girls. Sometimes a lot of times it makes no sense. Um, <laughs> sometimes I think women have been taught to just let them come after you, and which is cool. But we also need a little bit of a hint. We need a little hint. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to know if they, if you're actually. You know, attracted to me or if you like me or whatever. I don't know. Maybe some girls are different. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talk to the wrong girl sometimes. But what do you think? I think a girl will definitely give you the vibes. Like she'll start smiling. She'll start flirting. Mm. Like even when they do like a little like the touch. touch your shoulder yeah, or yeah. Or your arm. Um, and then I think, you know, once you've already like vetted that person and you're like, okay, I kind of do want to get to know them more, like a man should definitely pursue and then be the leader in that, right? Mm. Like make it clear to the girl that you're interested. I think speaking Don't be from, around the bush. Yes. Or, or leave someone like feeling confused. Right. I think that's like what messes up a lot of things is like a lot is left unsaid. And so the girl's like, do you like me? Do you not like me? Are we moving forward in this? Are we not? And that like will kill the vibe real quick. Don't so, kill the vibe. Don't do it. All right. When did we first meet? Talk to me about that. Because I know we did. For, I, I remember it too, but I want to hear your point of view before I tell you mine. Okay, so I think we first met about three years ago now. Um, so it started, I started seeing you and kind of like saw you around when I started coming to Hillsong, San Francisco. You thought it was really cool, right? Uh, you kind of wore a weird hat, I remember. It's not a weird hat. <laughs> it was kind of like yeah. Woody or Pharrell or something like that. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Um, and so we used to have church at Broadway Studios, which was a much small, smaller venue. It wasn't really official. Like you mm. kind of just like had word of mouth right. that you were invited to the service before we launched officially. And I remember like just seeing you around and you would always like be saying something and people would always be alluding to you, whatever. So I'm like, we know that that's Joe. Right. Everybody knew that was Joe. And then... I randomly was shopping in Union Square one day and I walk into Apple and I see you and I'm pretty sure we must have interacted once at church somehow. And then I'm like, hey, Joe. And you were standing with your no, coworker. Are you here with this? <laughs> That's literally. But you were standing with your coworker and you were like, hi. And... <laughs> Then you kind of started to engage in conversation like, yeah, how's your day? And then like literally 30 seconds or a minute into it, you're like, how do I know you again? And I must have felt so 
moated. I don't know if you, anyone's ever heard that word, but I felt salty, so to speak. Did and you really I was feel salty? Like, Dang, this fool no, acts okay. like he don't even know me. That's not how I act. And he, then he, your coworker started laughing, so I felt like ultra okay. dumb. Well, <laughs> I that's not how I am. I de- you definitely know I not, I don't, I'm not ever too good to talk to people. Yeah. But I actually forgot who you were to be honest i knew you looked kind of familiar but i'm like man how did i meet you where did i see you at because i had definitely just moved to um sf and have been meeting so many other people at church so it was like a lot of people i didn't know and seeing but then i'm like everybody's kind of a blur and all that so yeah not saying that you're a blur but um when i uh when you did come up to me i was like hey what's up and in the back of my head i'm like who is this who is this who is this i know who you i've seen you but i don't know who you are and then we're talking and all that. And then, you know, I did ask, you know, who are you or whatever. I don't, but, <laughs> but literally but, like two but, minutes. But you make it sound like if I was being rude, I definitely didn't. It, no. If I did, I, I do apologize. I'm sorry. You know, I, I you know, accept I, that apology. I, I hope, you know, don't be bitter, be better. Yeah. Um, always better. But, you know, we become really good friends. I think, yeah. I, I feel like we're like brother and sister, to be honest, because we, d- we definitely grew up in Latino fam- family. Mm-hmm. And so, or Latin family, Latino family, whatever. Latino. And, so, and yeah. so we definitely have, you know, a lot of things that we know a lot about in regards to like growing up in that kind of family. Yeah. And so um, it's, yeah. it's been cool, like getting to know you a lot during these past few years. Yeah, same. I think we've become like fast friends and we're able to like be really like light and goofy yeah. and like laugh, but also like have really deep talks. And, oh, yeah. you know, some deep talks. I think the Latino like, yeah, we get each other on that level. Yeah. But do you think that other people see you perhaps as like intimidating or anything like that? Have you heard that before? You know, or? I have RBF sometimes. Mm, it yeah. doesn't know what that stands for. Look it up. Um, but <laughs> yeah, sometimes I just like really mad when I'm not like doing anything. But I don't know. I don't know if people will see me if people will see me and feel intimidated. Um, I have heard it before, so it, maybe I do seem intimidating at first. But I'm definitely not. I think. I'm willing to talk to anybody and have good conversations and yeah. I don't know. I feel like you're kind of always thinking. Yeah. And perhaps like that's where like your face comes. It's like you've got things going on in your mind. But like once you get to know you, like you're literally so chill. So and funny. Everybody's just like, thanks. <laughs> um, you know, talking about like growing up in a Latino family, um, I kind of want to talk about your career path and how you've gotten to where you're at. Right now you are let me get this right program manager of stadia at google yeah is that correct yep what is what exactly does that mean so i work at google but i work for a company kind of within google it's called stadia and we're actually a cloud video gaming platform and so basically i help manage the strategy and operations for the team so a lot of um culture like team culture, all hands, like content, um, really keeping like our director organized and right. such. So a lot, very similar to what, what I do at church. I would so, say. so you don't um, necessarily know too much on the technical side of like uh, developing and all that, but you're, right. you're leading the team and making sure that they're okay and making sure that they're taken care of basically. Yeah. Kind of. So we're, yeah. And so it's a global partnerships team. And so we deal with like the video content right. partners, like okay. 
NBA, 2K, and um, EA Sports. Wait, and 2K? Things like that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So we have a partnership with, with them. That's and so fine. We manage those relationships, but I manage more internally okay. the team. Yeah. You like it? Are you enjoying it? I do. I love it. It's fast-paced. It's exciting. It's a new space, um, but it's also like part of such an amazing company. Um, so you feel like you're part of like a you know a big Google product, but also it's very startup environment right. and high pressure and fast moving. But I love those kind of environments because I feel like that's where like you're really challenged yeah. and you really grow and you're able to do more than what's in your boxed job description. You know, that's really cool. I didn't know you did all that. I just know you, I knew you had a job at Google. I didn't know what you did, though. I do apologize about that. <laughs> it's okay. We haven't talked in a long time. Um, yeah, and I'm pretty new on this team, so okay. I'll give you, I'll cut Thanks. you a break. Um, where are you from? So I was born in San Fernando Valley in LA, okay. LA County. So basically like your East Bay to San Francisco oh, okay. kind of thing. Um, and I was raised in Sacramento. So we moved to Sacramento and now I'm here in the Bay area. Nice. But my parents are from Guatemala. 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 Vamos. We're going to talk in Spanish the rest of this <laughs> podcast. So I'll put sí, subtitles. So, uh, de donde eres? Pues mis padres son de Guatemala. Sí. Uh, Yo de Los Angeles. Mi familia es de México. Well, Texas. Plainview, but anyways, okay. Plain, yeah, those two are. It's not from Plainview. <laughs> so you're, uh, are you first generation? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, my parents immigrated here. Right. Yep, and I'm first generation, firstborn wow. um, here in the U.S. And you have siblings? I do. I have a younger brother and a younger sister. Okay. Yeah, one's a flight attendant and one's. Really? What? What? Uh. Southwest. So you get them. I'm not gonna talk about it. Ugh, I'm just gonna sip my geez. coffee. <laughs> um. All right, cool. So, you know, growing up in in a family that just, you know, immigrated to the United States, how was that kind of growing up? Because my family, I'm second generation, so my dad was first. Mm-hmm. So he didn't know English even when he went to school. Yeah. Um, and so, but he definitely has grown a lot and, of course, knows English now. But so me, I grew up in, you know, in a very um, small town, country town in Texas. So how was it for you growing up? And um, in a family like that. Yeah. No, I think like tying it back to career, like I think my, you know, my parents having come, having come here to this country, like my dad came here with $5 in his pocket, left all of his family back in Guatemala, doesn't know the language, doesn't know the culture. Um, A few months later, sent for my mom, so paid for her way uh, into the country. Then they became American citizens. Uh, very hard to do, but yeah. you know, such a blessing. A lot easier to do then than it is now. I, I feel yeah, like. it completely. I can imagine. I mean, when you think about just like how emotional it is, just leaving your entire family, okay, and then yeah. adding all of like the this is what you know, all these laws and regulations to follow, and you don't even know the language, like super challenging, right? And so. I think like what I admire about my dad is he's always like told me life is like a ladder. You have to continue to progress, continue try, you know, to do better, to have a better experience, a better opportunity, grow more, learn more. And so, you know, we went from living when I was born, we were living in a bedroom in a shared apartment. Wow. And then from then on to getting our own apartment. 
to then purchasing a house in Sacramento to now they live in, in a great neighborhood in Elk Grove and we bought a home in Guatemala. Like, I think seeing their hard work and dedication and all they sacrificed for us to get a better future has really kept me inspired and motivated to make them proud. You know, it's such a huge sacrifice um, to make. And so for me, it's always been in the back of my mind, like, how could I just continue to learn and progress yeah. and grow yeah. and be part of these better companies that provide these opportunities, you know? That's really cool. Do you know why they came? Was it to like have uh, better like opportunities? Was that why? Yeah. So it was definitely forward looking. Yeah. Like I wasn't even you know Wherever. born or conceived at that time, and they were already thinking. Do you know when you were conceived? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know, and I don't want to know. <laughs> That's what I'll say. I hope you don't know when you were conceived. Yes, it was on uh, was playing, April twenty fourth. <laughs> My birthday is in May, so yeah. I can't do that. Anyways, go. Yeah. So it's you know just it was awesome for them to be like forward looking like that because mm -hmm. like think like think about our lives like i think about like our age who you know we're like in our 30s like are we thinking like oh i'm gonna make this huge life change for my children in the future you know yeah. to be quite honest not really yeah. you know <laughs> and so for them to be able to do that like at such a young age and just continue to you know grow in um just every aspect of their lives have like just continued to push me to just, you know, steward the things that I have well and the jobs that I have well and continue to see the opportunities where I can um, add value. Did you they know? push you a lot when you were in school? They actually didn't. No. I think the thing that was really tough is, so I'm the oldest of the children and, you know, first generation, um, only one to graduate from college so far. Um, so I had to do a lot of things by myself and right, for, for myself and for the first time, yeah. like I had to sign myself up for college. I had to, you know, um, experience like how to navigate through life and credit and things that, yeah. you know, they didn't know because they were just new to this entire kind of, you know, way of doing things. Yeah. And so I really pushed myself, I think I would say, um, but I think in retrospect, like it's helped me in my jobs because I have this like sense of, you know, drive and determination right, and yeah. leadership. And it's like no one kind of did that for me. Like I had to do it for myself. So I feel like I matured really quickly, maybe earlier than a lot of like kids my age. I was always kind of like a grown up, you know. Yeah, for sure. I definitely do see that, too. Like, you know, just the way that you um, lead at church you know you definitely do that really well in regards to taking initiative and not being afraid to do something for the first time or to speak out because i feel like you've always done that your whole life so sometimes you speak out too much but yeah um, i know i'm trying to work on that thanks i'll help you yeah i got you um i was gonna ask you one more question did you ever like experience i don't know any kind of like people being rude to you or your family or like even some sort of racism. I know we talk about racism all the time, but or it's been a lot a big thing lately. But I know for me, I never experienced it. Mm -hmm. um, but I did see other people experience it, and it, like in regards to like people telling them to like speak English when they're speaking Spanish. Yeah. Did you ever ever experience that at all? You know, 
glory to God, like I haven't yeah. personally. Right. I have witnessed it, and that is definitely like like I'm I'm a person that's usually like pretty happy or easygoing, yeah. but that's something that like really affects me and like really makes me upset. And like I need to speak up, and I have like even interactions on BART or even in the workplace. Like I feel like a lot of the time we can like retreat in those scenarios because it's awkward like people are yelling racial slurs or you know saying things like go back to your country or whatever Mm. which is what we've seen a lot but I think for me like like it just makes me want to like be loud and say something because it's it's so hurtful right for sure and so I guess in that aspect I've never experienced like racism or hate directly but I have noticed that in some of the corporate settings I've worked at, like the people that grow and get ahead and quickly um, promote are definitely a certain, like perhaps American born, like people that, you know, have been here for many generations. And so I think what perhaps I have suffered from from is this like kind of immigration mentality, right? right? It's like, my parents were always like, just be grateful you have a job and don't make any noise and go right. go to work Monday through Friday. Uh, don't ruffle feathers, you know, don't ask for more because, you know, it's just a blessing for yeah. what you have. And, and it is like I'm super blessed and I'm thankful. But I think where like I kind of took a turn is when I realized like, hey, but but I'm a, a good employee. Yeah. I'm dedicated. I'm hardworking. I'm loyal. Um, I am valuable. I'm an asset to this company. So like now going to the workplace, I'm almost like, well, what can you provide for me? Yeah. How, how are you going to help me grow? How are you going to, you know, what can this company do that another one can't? And right. I think once we start like walking in that confidence, um, then we're more likely to find like the places that really do work for us and then we work for them in in retrospect, right? So. I think it has a lot to do with even valuing yourself. Yeah. You know, because so many times um, if we don't value ourselves, then we're kind of okay with the bare minimum. Right. And I say that there's anything wrong and we shouldn't always like, we shouldn't just be keep wanting more and more and more. But, you know, I think we should definitely um, – value ourselves enough to know like hey i deserve better sometimes and i think that's a good place to be yeah it's like a a confidence right it's like yeah i i provide you know like these great assets we're great leaders you know in every sphere of life so yeah how do we find a match with a company that will continue to propel us forward um and then we in return give them you know a great employee to help their business along. For sure. Um, have you, you know, being a woman in the workplace and, um, you know, having a really, really powerful and high leadership status, um, have you experienced, like, any kind of, like, or has it been harder for you to sort of say in a, being a woman in the workplace like that? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like there's more pressure for you or do you feel like they – maybe overlook you sometimes or have in the past at all? I know there's a lot of questions in that, but maybe if you can answer a few of those. Yeah, I mean, I definitely take a look at, like, a lot of, like, the leadership, like, Mm -hmm. top-level leadership. When you talk about CEOs and senior vice presidents and vice presidents, like, if you look, it is mostly Mm male-dominated, white male-dominated. And so for 
I mean, part of it is like you don't even see yourself in that. So it's like, how do you see that that's even a possibility right. for you, right? If you don't see yourself, like if you don't see people of, you know, a different gender or even different races right. there, you know, there's so many like layers to it. So I do think that sometimes it does feel like it's more work for women mm. than like perhaps, you know, a male counterpart. Um, but I also think what it is is that males are really confident. I mean, I don't want to generalize, but in a workplace setting, like they ask for what they want. Right. They'll tell their manager, this is where I see myself and they'll go for that. Right. Whereas I think as women, like, or I feel like I have an opportunity, I won't speak for all women, is actually stating like, this is what I want and not being like afraid right. or like, yeah. I think before I used to be like, oh, I'm just going to be a good worker and then they'll see and then they'll promote me. But it's like, if people don't know, they're actually not, they, so they have, so they have so yeah. much else going on. Like they're not thinking about you and your yeah. growth. Like you have to be the one to continuously like bring it up, position yourself, brand yourself, voice what you're looking for. You can't say, you can't be an asset if you don't work your ass off. Mm, I just explicit. thought of that right now. Yeah. Explicit. I apologize about that. Yeah. Which came to my mind. Um, no, that's really good. I think that's, I want to ask you one more question. Um, if there are any women like work that are watching this right now, there definitely are because I look at the numbers yeah. and all that. So come on. And if there's not, let's get more women to watch this yeah. and, you know, follow me on Instagram. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> you know, those that maybe are going into the workforce soon or that they just graduated or are in the workforce right now, uh, you know, what advice would you give them to, you know, keep to be the best, like, that they can be and, like, I don't know, what advice would you give them, just in general? What advice yeah, would you give someone them? just going into the workforce. Going into the workforce and then also somebody that's in there looking to move forward in their job. So we'll go with the first one first, going into the workforce. Yeah. I think a big part of it is understanding, like, what you're passionate about. Yeah. Understanding what you're passionate about and what comes easily for you. Um, what do you do naturally, right? I think, it, I don't know if people have done strengths finders, but um, I definitely uh, recommend yeah. it. Because it, sure. it just shows you like the things that you're organically doing that just come second nature to you that don't come second nature to someone else, what right? Stre what strength finders do you use? What strengths finders? Yeah. There's like I think a, it's like a 2.0 kind of workbook. Okay. Isn't that like a program? It's, right? an, it's online, online. And so basically you could take a test and it gives you like five, you know, attributes or whatever right. of your top attributes that like what your kind of where your strengths lie and then you learn how to apply that too. I'll put a link on my place. site yeah. something like on there so you can go visit that and see to do your strength finders. Yeah. I think Honor Gray can probably help you more with that. Yeah, Honor Gray um, actually helped me with that. So um, I know he can definitely help you as well. Um, but, you know, are you just naturally organizational or, are, you know, are you more of a creative thinker, um, more big picture? And so it just helps you navigate, right? And so, um, yeah, understanding, I think my advice for someone going into the workplace is just understand like what you can offer to a workplace specifically for a woman for a woman yeah specifically for a woman i would just say i mean and this is just for women in general 
like even outside of the workplace i could just say this in relationships in life like just know your worth you know um i think it's so easy to compare ourselves to other people and where others are at in their career and how much money they're making and what house they have and how far along they are but if you know that like you were placed here you know for a specific reason and purpose that only you can provide right then you're more working on yourself than you're you know trying to keep up with whoever else right and so know your value know your worth know that you mean something know that um you know if you got through the door it's because you deserved that you know and you have a seat at the table and you have a voice and now it's like not only your responsibility to grow yourself but to bring others along on the journey too you know it's really good and i would i would just add just know respect know that you deserve respect as well yeah i think that's super important because so many times women and men do get disrespected a lot in the workplace and it's just like you don't deserve that and i think you know if you don't feel respected then you know move go somewhere else yeah different yeah tell somebody for sure i I just saw i don't know if you've seen this is kind of a whole other episode but surviving r kelly Um, i haven't seen it yet i haven't seen it but it's anyways a lot of like male and women yeah um definitely say something (laughs) okay that's a whole other program (laughs) no i actually been wanting been needing to see it It, yeah it's really bad but i want to get out for myself um and then for women in the workplace that are trying to move forward, what would you, what advice would you give them? Just really quick. Just voice what you're looking for. You know, speak up. Like, if you're interested in working on a project, raise your hand and say, hey, like, this is something I hope to learn about. Like, I know it's not my role. I think mm. a lot of the time we're focused on, but I just got hired for this thing. Like, you know, I should stay in my lane, you know? so to speak but if you raise your hand like and and show your managers and show your peers that you're interested like you never know what that could lead to you know and so if there's a meeting that you're interested in like every week you know they have this strategy meeting and you want to be a part of that like ask if you could join or listen in or what's worse i can say no yeah exactly (laughs) it's like if you don't ask you don't receive right that's fire All right, we have a few minutes left. Um, I just want to ask you one question. Um, actually, let me read it for you because I wrote it down. Thanks. What is one thing you've always wanted to do but have not gotten to it? It's mm. mm. a tough one. There's lots of things. Like the main thing. What's <laughs> the, the main thing you've been wanting thing. to do? Um, I think the main thing is like start my own business. Right. Um, it took me a, a really long time to know like what exactly I wanted to do. But um, for, if you don't know, like I lead the events team mm-hmm. at church and throughout my entire life and even in the workplace, there's always been this aspect of events, even in my current role, like I, I will work on conferences and things right. like that, but just not doing it because of, you know, the Roni. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's something that I like a strength that I naturally am able to like think on my feet about a holistic picture, put the details together, organize, lead through like an event. 
and I would love to start my own event business. Um, I think I've said that for for a couple of years now. Um, I didn't know, and I've always wanted to have my own business because I think that's like the ultimate level of just, you know, being your own boss and um, being able to adjust your schedule around, you know, whatever it is that you want to do and when you want to work, you know, I think that's the ultimate freedom and ultimate American dream, right? So I would love to start my own business, create a website, you know, see what the market is. Um, Right now it's probably not a great time for events, but hey, I could lay the groundwork. Another great time for you to plan. Yeah. You know, for you to start creating that website, you know, anybody can create a website. I I work for Wix.com, so shout out to Wix. If you do want help, you know, I'm here to help too. And, you know, I I definitely want to see you um, go forth in that because I definitely think you'll do amazing. You do a you do great in events at church all the time, but I Thank think you'll do you. amazing having your own business. Yeah, um, if you need to hire somebody, I'm, I'm I'll be down to be hired. Oh, cool! Yeah. Got my first employee here. Let's go! High five! Um, yeah, but like I think you can do it. I think we're now's a perfect time for even those that are want to start their own business, start planning. Like this show is kind of like because of the because of the yeah. coronavirus, I've kind of just started it because I've been wanting to for like. A while. I don't know if I've ever told you that, but I've been wanting to do like a podcast and a show for the longest time. It's fun for me. I like talking to people and all that. And it's just about, hey, why not just start doing it? Do something to start doing it, you know, plan yeah. it, create it or whatever. And so I think you can do it. Start doing it. You know, you got time. You don't got no, don't act like you don't have time. You got time. Dang. Yeah. Well, you got to get at me like that. I just know, I just know you, you can do it. Yeah. No, and like, yeah, I think seeing you is inspiring. And so you're right. Like, this is something that's been on your heart. And now mm. it's like coming to fruition, like slowly but surely each week, like getting better and better. And so we're saying the first one wasn't, was really bad or what? <laughs> I ain't going to say no, nothing, <laughs> but no, I'm kidding. No, it is getting better every week. It's, yeah. it's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah. And it's awesome what you're doing. Yeah. I think it's like, so just to like impart, you know, some kind of encouragement is like people like see it, but they feel it too. Right. And it's like um, getting to know people and their stories. Like it's something that we so seldom have the time for, yeah, right? Sure. We're co- constantly going. I could be like in the same church or workplace or, you know, Soul Cycle class with these people. Uh, shout out to Soul Cycle. Hey. <laughs> um, and not actually really know, like, yeah. you know, the, the deep stuff like who they are yeah, for what sure. are they going through and so i think this is like a great platform to actually get to know like some incredible people and yeah. so just keep that, doing what you're doing that's what i plan on it like um you know yeah that's what i plan that's what i plan to do yeah well plans going great i appreciate it i think we're good i think we're done but thanks for being on here like i enjoyed having you on here we always have great chats yeah this is the first time we've chatted in like Probably a couple months now. Yeah, two, two and a half months, something like that. It's crazy. Too long. Yeah, two you get that? months too long. There you go. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks. Talk to you soon. Love you. Joe and I'll let you know Hope you enjoyed the show